0: the head of the PNP's custodial unit relieved over the botched hostage-taking of former senator Laila De Lima. Meanwhile, calls for De Lima's release snowball following that incident. We'll be speaking with Carlos Conde of Human Rights Watch later on in the program. President Marcos signs into law the bill requiring the registration of SIM cards. And motorists advised to gas up ahead of a huge price hike this Tuesday. Hi, I'm Carmina Constantino. Dateline Philippines begins right now. Hey, thanks for joining us. For those of you watching us on YouTube and on Facebook, glad you could join us today. Our top story at this hour, the head of the Philippine National, Make That, fil- make that Police Custodial Service Unit, where former Senator Laila de Lima is detained, has been relieved from his post. That's while authorities conduct an investigation into Sunday's hostage-taking incident. Police Chief Rodolfo Azurin Jr. says Delima's captor was trying to look for the exit but ended up in Delima's cell.
1: I nilagay muna natin na na-oIC yung uh, ano yung yung deputy para na sa ganun ay siya na muna ang uh, magpalakad ng ano ng uh, custodian sector. Si, si Senator Delima uh, kagabi po ay, ay dilipat po na siya pansamantala sa uh, PPHD hospital para makapagtahi ng apo siya habang inaayos po ang kanyang facility kasi doon nga po nangyari yung, yung insidente. So medyo uh, nililis pa po na inaayos. And naghahanap po tayo ng ibang uh, facility doon sa ng Cosmodial Center na pwede po niyang uh, paglipatan para yun pong uh, kahit pa uh, hindi po niya naalala yung naging insidente.
0: A near-death experience, that's how former Senator Laila DeLima described Sunday's ordeal when she was taken hostage by a fellow detainee right in the heart of the PNP's headquarters in Krame. Three detained members of the terrorist group Abu Sayyaf tried to escape the facility. Two were shot and killed as they tried to flee while one of them held DeLima hostage when authorities caught up with him. In a statement, De Lima said a pointed object was pointed at her chest. She was also blindfolded by her captor. Police eventually killed the hostage taker. De Lima thanked the police for saving her life. President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. tweeted about the incident on Sunday saying he would ask De Lima if she would like to be transferred to another facility. Delima's camp now considering applying for home furlough amid fears for his safety. Her lawyer, attorney Felipe Tagardon, says this is the first time they are exploring this option, dispelling claims the police and the Justice Department had formally offered to have Delima on house arrest earlier this year.
2: We have to consider the situation and the background of that offer. You know, we all know that when Senator Markey tried to first visit Senator Laila Delima, uh, he was pre- his team was prevented by PNP. And when when uh, Senator Laila tried to raise it with the social center officers, that was the time that the offer was made. And actually, the offer was made this way, according to Senator Laila. Kung uh, hindi na po kayong masaya sa amin, pwede naman kayong lumipat. It was not really a formal offer to transfer, and there was no options provided for her at that time.
0: The Lima spokesperson, attorney Dino de Leon, also not discounting the possibility that the prisoners' escape plot was just a ruse and that they were really out to get Delima
3: right now we can only theorize we have to be mm-hmm. able to get the data and the facts straight and anything's possible at this point in time i personally uh, i'm not speaking in behalf of the entire team but i personally do not discount that possibility that it was a uh, um uh, the senator died was specifically targeted and why is it that they know where to go takot natakot nga sila ng mga ordinary visitors uh, like um, um foreigners going to the um to to Senator De Lima security features yung pala makakapasok is uh, mm-hmm. somebody from the inside na supposedly guarded rin yung inmate na ito.
0: An ally of former Senator De Lima urges President Marcos to do more than just offering to transfer her to another detention facility. Human rights lawyer Shell Diogno says Marcus has the power to order her release.
1: Puede naman yutus ni, ni pangodong, sa DOJ, ha? na sabihin sa court na hindi sila nago object na palayahin si send laila. That, that's within his power, dahin na sa ilalin naman yang Department of Justice. The experience ko sa mga courtin natin, ma um, madalin ng maipigay ang fian sa kasi. Judge, the judges will feel that there are no longer object and therefore there should be no reason to to deny it.
0: Former lawmaker and human rights lawyer Erin Tanyado also calling for Dilima's immediate release in a Senate probe into the hostage-taken incident.
2: Ang importante dito para sa amin, ay eh, kailangan si Senator Laila ay palayain na dahil uh, maigit five five and a half years na siya yung nakakulong at uh, yung mga witnesses na hinarap sa kanya, uh, sa, uh, on the part of uh, the supporters of CETR Laila, uh, an independent body, I I would think the Senate would be a better better uh institution to conduct the investigation. We have to look at from the point of view that the Senate would be, Will be uh, de- tackling the budget of the PNP, so it can be part of the fi- uh, uh, um, investigation whether enough resources have been placed in these detention centers in Kamkrame to prevent such uh, such uh, incident from happening again.
0: The hashtag #FreeLida now also dominated Twitter Sunday. Former Vice President Lenny Robredo says she is praying for the safety and release of De Lima The Commission on Human Rights, meanwhile, says it is gravely concerned over what happened. In other news, a massive drug raid in the city of Manila over the weekend. Authorities seized nearly a ton of shabu worth 6.7 billion pesos during the raid conducted Saturday in Tondo. It gets bigger. A follow-up operation led to the arrest of Sergeant Rodolfo Mayo Jr. of the PNP's Drug Enforcement Group. Several other suspects were later captured. The PNP believes other policemen may be involved in the syndicate. All right, going back to our top story now, calls for the release of detained former Senator Laila De Lima continue to snowball following Sunday ho- Sunday's hostage-taking incident. One of those backing this move is Carlos Conde, Philippine researcher of Human Rights Watch. He now joins us here on the program. Kaloy, um, good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the program.
4: Thank you, Carmina, for having me and good to see you again.
0: All right, uh, good to see you too. I'm, I'm going to start off with a tweet that you uh, sent out. Um, yesterday replying to the tweet of uh, President Marcos Jr. You said in that tweet that attorney uh, releasing, uh, attorney Laila de Lima, is a low-hanging fruit. Um, you said that uh, witnesses have recanted, that uh, his predecessor has manipulated everything to lock her up, even... Um, um, said that um walk the walk sir not just talk the talk you have nothing to lose and everything to gain if you free her um what can the president do at this point um to lead to the freedom of the senator go ahead
4: yeah well uh, uh i would like to point out that as a policy human rights watch does not encourage the president to interfere in the uh actions of uh uh, other branches of government, particularly those that deal with justice, such as the Department of Justice and the Judiciary, right? But uh, Attorney Chell Jogno, who you interviewed, was actually right in saying that it is uh, within the purview of Mr. marcos's uh, power to, uh, 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 to to effect her release. Uh, now, what we want is for Uh, for the authorities, for the Department of Justice, to withdraw the cases against uh, 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 attorney Laila de Lima, to file petitions before the court, to withdraw the cases, because I think there is now no question that uh, Laila de Lima needs to be uh, released from uh, from prison we are not from jail we are not even saying that uh, we're not even going into that whole bail uh, argument mm. uh, the, the charges against her are bogus it's very very clear and so the right thing to do now is uh, uh, to release her and Mr. Marcos President Marcos can definitely have a hand in making that happen
0: mm. so you're bringing it you're taking it further because I was interviewing in your right attorney Shell diokno this morning and he did say that you know a lot um, can be done if only the president um, would um, order the justice uh, department to tell the courts that they are they have no objection to um, uh, the bail of the senator. And that could sort of you know get uh, get the cases uh, moving forward. but you, you you're taking a step further. You're saying just withdraw all the cases and be done with it. Um, but what about those who believe that these cases should, you know arrive at its logical conclusion whether it's guilty or not it's important to see these cases through
4: but but this case in, uh, uh, <clears throat> let's remind ourselves here Carmina that this case actually progressed because uh, the justices in the Philippines was manipulated by uh, the former regime uh, uh, to lock up to lock her up so there is no you know there's no kind of moral authority now by anybody to demand that mr. Uh, Miss Lima, Ms. De Lima uh go through the whole process because the process from the very beginning was bogus and so uh we proceed from that and you know there have been recantation of uh, the witnesses the, the statements of the witnesses there have been um you know uh, a few judges have reclu- recused themselves from the cases I mean that should tell you one uh, thing or two about how how this process has been stacked against uh against her so uh if people believe that these cases should not have been filed to begin with then the right thing to do again is for mr marcos or the department of justice to be specific to uh, petition the court to drop the charges to withdraw the charges it's uh it sounds simple but i think uh, we think that uh, we believe that that's the, the uh, that should be the course of ch- action that the government should take
0: What well, makes you optimistic uh that this will be taken by the current administration and you and i both know during the past administration, you couldn't even talk about the possibility of this actually happening. But now that there's a new administration, uh, what makes you optimistic that they may choose to do this?
4: Well, for one thing, uh the international community has really uh, made the issue of Senator Delima one of their, you know, top two issues in the Philippines. I mean, there have been countless meetings between President Marcos and diplomats and the UN and one of the things that they were raised uh, that they raised uh, about uh, the human rights situation in the philippines is the, the plight of senator de lima and that pressure should continue it's been it's been it's been there and um we are optimistic that mr marcos will uh will respond to that pressure uh if he is uh, indeed committed to his uh, pronouncements in the un and elsewhere that uh, uh human rights will be respected and there is administration that uh, uh rule of law or due process will be observed then as uh, as i mentioned in my tweet uh this is a low-hanging fruit actually for mr Marcos. he should just kick it he should he should just uh release the lima and 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 uh, communicate to the whole world to the international community that all he did uh all of these are just really uh, uh a serious action on his part and not just rhetoric
0: mm-hmm. But, all right, so let's, let's explore that statement now, Kaloye, uh, because you're saying if they respond to the pressure, then the projection, in so many words, to the global arena will, will bode well for this presidency. That projection of, 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 of having justice um, here in the Philippines and um, uh, seeing the logical conclusion to this case, which is to, as you said, just free the senator because the, bogus, the cases were bogus to begin with, um, that's on one hand. But on the flip side, locally, wouldn't this sort of show um, the people as well that, once again, we go back to, we go back to um, the, the previous cases in the past, that if you're um, an influential person, if you are at one point a powerful person um, who belonged to the um, bureaucracy and the previous administrations, um, then government can do something about your case. What about that kind of an impression? If that if 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 if, if uh, responding to the pressure, as you said, is going to happen.
4: Well, that's one interesting way to put it, uh, Carmina. No? But again, we have to keep in mind that uh, Miss uh, Ms. Miss Delima's case is high profile. Uh, she represents uh, the human rights community. She is, uh, in fact, the country's right now most uh, famous uh, uh, pol- uh, political prisoner. He, Amnesty International has called her uh, prisoner of conscience. So there sh- it shouldn't be, you know, just because uh, the international community pressure, pressure, uh, uh, pressures uh, President Marcos to release dilemma doesn't mean she's g- being given preferential treatment. I mean, we recognize that there's a problem across the board about the human rights uh, situation in the Philippines and about the defects of the justice system in the Philippines. But that is not, uh, you know, releasing uh, Laila Dilima will not uh, diminish uh, our appreciation or our uh, 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 concern about these problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I said, Um, uh, The case of uh, Laila de Lima is just one low-hanging fruit. There are other low-hanging fruits that Mr. Uh, uh, Marcos can pick. Uh, So he has to, he needs to start somewhere. And we feel that the case of uh, Senator de Lima is the easiest one. Mm.
0: But even if he does that, wouldn't that ultimately um, sort of throw his predecessor under the bus? Because as you have pointed out, this all started during the time of President Rodrigo Duterte, and you've been vocal about it. For President Marcos to do something about um, De Lima's case now, wouldn't that be tantamount to him pointing the finger at uh, his predecessor? And can he afford well, that? Go ahead. Yeah,
4: well, in itself... that. In itself, that is not a problem for me, for us, for a lot of human rights victims in the Philippines, right? Uh, but you know, that's something that uh, President Marcos can uh, will have to deal with uh, on his own. And and, and in, indeed, um, just because uh, releasing Lima will have political repercussions doesn't mean uh, her case should be you know should be ignored. I mean, a, a first step is to recognize that there's a problem in her incarceration. That's it, regardless of uh, what others may think about the previous administration and their role in, in, in detaining her. Uh, right now, that may be beside the point. The point is that he, she needs to be released because she doesn't deserve to be in jail.
0: I want to switch to another topic now, Kaloy, uh, and, and we want to talk about the killing of Percy Lapid. I know that you've been following this um, as well. Um, how does the industry move forward from such a shocking murder
4: well it's uh well it's tragic obviously uh, and i think uh, uh, uh the media industry uh is taking stock of the lessons uh, from this recent uh assault on, on on themselves and press on on press freedom and we can only hope that uh, uh they can they can devise some ways to uh to deal with this uh the, the thing carmina is that this has been going on for a long long time we've, we've been through this kind of uh, 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 experience in many 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 times before and to be honest we are at a loss for uh options in really how to do this and how to prevent people from be uh, journalists from being killed so uh right now i would say at the risk of sounding corny or what is just to be vigilant to be to be really to keep on doing what the, they're doing i mean i'm, so, I'm sorry i sort of switch between me and them because i used to be a journalist myself yeah, and this freedom and media killings is uh, is something that's close to my heart in mm-hmm. terms of advocacy and uh but really uh the members of the press cannot be cowed by this they mm. should uh, pursue what they're doing they should do it um uh the there are risks of course which is why we we, we are working in that we are working uh closely with media groups uh human rights groups human rights defenders are working closely with media groups in the philippines to try to to to, to popularize the issue of press freedom and to make sure that impunity um ends in the philippines and in fact uh just to let you know uh, we're we're i'm right now in europe attending uh, human rights council sessions and and one of the issues that uh, we've been highlighting here are of, of obviously the drug war but also uh press freedom issues uh, as well as uh senator lila issues. so uh you know i would like to give the assurance to our colleagues in the media community that they are not being ignored that they these, that their fight is our fight and that really we take comfort we take strength in this solidarity
0: yeah, but it's also very important to point out, as you said, we have to keep on reiterating it, that it, as shocking as it was, it's really just a continuation of what has been happening. Um, exactly. That's may a, not be here in thing? Metro Manila, but somewhere else in the Philippines. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, people always say, oh, well, you're just, you know, being noisy about the whole thing, because uh, the guy was uh, Percy Lapid was from Metro Manila. And that is true in many sense, because uh, m- majority of the killings of media uh, workers and journalists in the Philippines occur in the provinces, particularly in the south in Mindanao, um, where uh, political dysfunction is quite, uh, um, quite, uh, pro- uh, you know, uh, pre- prevalent. So um, it is it is. it is true but again uh, you know these killings whether they're in Mitra Manila whether they're in uh, Mindanao or elsewhere uh, uh, are shocking and they should really just uh, uh, make uh, journalists and human rights defenders work even harder to make sure that this, this, uh, uh, to, to make sure that justice can be achieved. Mm. Uh, hopefully.
0: A final issue that I do want to talk to you about um, today Kaloy is that uh, the president has, while you're there in Europe, the president has just signed into law the bill requiring the registration of SIM cards um, they're focusing scammers, uh, they're, they're focusing on people out there taking advantage of other people, exploiting other people but on the flip side I want to talk about um, the online rights and online freedoms and how do you think this bill, this, uh, this law now will affect that
4: well this has been talked about really very extensively in other contexts in other in other countries uh, and one of the things that uh, one of the issues the important issues is the fact that this will uh legitimize uh state surveillance of ordinary filipinos you know just and there are a lot of privacy issues that come with this now we're not saying that the government should not uh combat uh you know scams and 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 all that but uh you know this is uh online registration is uh, i mean in the in the eyes of the state this is the way to do it but uh, as one article in uh, that I've read and actually tweeted just a while ago is that this is a, this is a slippery slope uh, uh, that we're on right now, uh, and so there needs to be some uh, some um, what you call there needs to be some uh, monitoring or some oversight of how the government is uh, in, uh, is going to enforce this because uh, the issues are real. Uh, you know, uh, your privacy, your uh, any private information that you may have on on register, uh, registering your sim card those are going to be fair game for the government and mm. in the context of a government that's not really uh, shy about abusing the rights of its citizens that is actually scary um tell us why uh, tell government- us
0: why because people may be listening to us right now watching us Kaloyan. and they, they, maybe they're saying surveillance so what why should people be concerned about this
4: well, one of the things that make us, uh, uh, you know, uh, no, not human beings, but you know, pre- freedom-loving people, is the ability to move around, to do the things that we want to do under the law, uh, without being uh, watched by anybody. And that uh, uh, the SIM card re- registration is just one of those, uh, uh, you know, things that make it more difficult for you to to do uh uh whatever you want or do things that may offend the government such as activists for instance i mean with your sim card now being registered it's not really uh far-fetched that uh the government will now know exactly where you are at any given time and for activists in a country with that's facing so so many issues about human rights about uh uh, so many issues that need to be criticized that is uh Kind of uh, uh scary i um, mean for me for instance if i have my uh, uh if if i'm an activist and i'm you know i'm loud in the streets i'm always criticizing government but they know exactly where i am at the right moment and they know exactly the details of my my person like you know where where my family lives where my family uh might be at that moment then that presents a really really serious issues not just on privacy but security uh again another context carmina is that Assassinations in the Philippines are, are are quite common. You know those riding in tandem killings. Uh, this type of legislation that allows the uh, this, that allows the state to get to get uh, so much information confidential, what should have been confidential information on anybody, uh, is, is quite uh, troublesome. If mm-hmm. you ask me, it's really and, and,
0: it. And to the point that yeah. some lawmakers have been making in the past, that. If you're not going to do anything bad to begin with, then why should you be concerned?
4: That's just that's just that argument doesn't wash. I mean, people people's right to to, to move, people's right to do what they want uh, that are uh, uh, under the law or within the law should not be uh, uh, restricted just because of an idea that if you don't if you don't if you're if you have nothing to hide, then uh, you shouldn't be uh, fearful. Uh, the thing is that. Uh, Once we push that argument that just because you are lawful, just because you have nothing to hide, the government should be free to rummage through your confidential information. uh, That should be you should push back against that because that, again, is a slippery slope that is giving so much power to the state. And we don't want that uh, if the state tends to be abusive, Uh, even if it's not abusive, we shouldn't do that.
0: We're going to have to leave it at that Carlos Conde there, Researcher for Human Rights Watch. We appreciate you coming to the show and talking to us, even if you're like a time zone away. Really, thanks. I really appreciate it, Kaloy. Keep safe. Take care. Thank
4: you, Yeah, Thank you, and keep safe, too.
0: Thanks. We're going to take a break now. Up ahead, Pope Francis calls on world leaders to learn from history and avoid the threat of a nuclear war. We'll give you that story and more when Dateline Philippines returns. Stay with us here on ANC. We're back here, still with Dateline Philippines here on ANC. Here's another look at our headlines this noon. The head of the PNP's custodial unit relieved over the botched hostage taking of former Senator Laila DeLima. Meanwhile, calls for DeLima's release snowball following that incident. Carlos Conde of Human Rights Watch backs this proposal, saying the drug charges against DeLima were bogus from the very start. President Marcos signs into law the bill requiring the registration of SIM cards. And motorists advised to gas up ahead of a huge price hike this Tuesday. Back with more news, the brother of slain broadcaster Percival Percy Lapid Mabasa losing hope that Philippine authorities could still catch the mastermind behind his brother's killing. Roy Mabasa believes it would be a long legal fight as he points out how past administrations failed to fully resolve killings of journalists. He hopes Congress would take concrete actions, this time to protect workers and media.
1: Nakita natin na sa mga nakaraang administrasyon, no specific administrations, sa mga nakaraang administrasyon, Wala naman talagang na-solve na kaso.
2: Hmm.
1: At uh, apparently, many of those who were behind those killings, mga ma-influence ang tao. Mga taong nasa posisyon, mga taong may kakayahan, at ang mga nagiging biktima ay tayong mga pangkaraniwang Pilipinas. Willing po kung uh, tumulong sa Kongreso. In fact, sa ngayon po ay ako po'y bumabalangkas ng isang uh, uh, proposed uh, bill na po pwedeng isulong sa Kongreso. Na ito'y pansamantala siguro nating tatawagin pero si Lapid Bill 'no. Ito'y tatalakay sa mga sa proteksyon na maaring ibigay sa mga mamamayan, hindi lamang sa salita. Kung hindi ito'y gagawin nating polisiya, gagawa tayo ng sistema o mekanismo na kapag may namamatay na journalist ay may umuusad na mekanismo. Mm-hmm. Sapagkat so, sa experience natin, parang knee-jerk reaction palagi ang nangyayari na kapag may pinatay, tsaka lang kumikilos 'yung mga otoridad.
0: The same journalist was laid to rest Sunday. He was buried at the Manila Memorial Park five days after being gunned down in Las Pinas. Meanwhile, police released additional CCTV footage of the suspects in Percy Lapid's killing. The video showed that the suspects traveled towards Alabang Zabote Road after the fatal ambush. The
1: next day, we'll CCTV footage na kung saan ah, makikita natin at ah, umatakas yung ating ah, suspect. Ah, at malaking tulong ito sa ginagawa nating investigasyon. ng sa ganon, Matukoy natin kung saan patungo o maaaring nagtago ito. Hanggang ngayon, na ah, tuloy pa rin yung ah, backtracking natin dun sa mga CCTV kung saan na ah, nagtungo itong ating ah, ating ah, suspect.
0: In the news, the Philippine Disaster Management Agency on heightened monitoring as Mayon volcano remains at alert level 2. The agency calls on authorities to ensure adequate preparedness by reviewing contingency plans and stockpiling resources. So far, state volcanologists are not detecting major activities at Mount Mayon.
3: uh, kung sa side ng uh, P-box, no yung pagtaas ng magma kung meron, pag-increase ng mga volcanic quakes, uh, titignan natin yan. At uh, kasi these are indicators na mayroong uh, major activity na mangyayari. Hindi naman natin sinasabi na kaagad-agad yan. It will take uh, months pa no uh, bago ma-elevate into further uh, uh, maging level 3. But habang nasa level 2 siya, pwede pong mangyari yung uh, phreatic explosion.
0: Weather Bureau Pagasa is monitoring two low-pressure areas in the country's vicinity. Let's get more details now from ABS-CBN's resident meteorologist Ariel Rojas. Ariel, over to you.
3: Hi, Carmina. Two low-pressure areas are indeed being monitored at the moment. The LPA inside the Philippine Area of Responsibility was located some 450 kilometers east of Togigaraw City, Cagayan. Pagasa says its development into a tropical depression is not ruled out. It will head towards Cagayan Valley where it may make its landfall tomorrow or Wednesday early morning. On the other hand, the LPA outside the PAR was located 1,860 kilometers east of the Visayas. It may enter the PAR Thursday as a tropical cyclone. This may head towards the Batanes-Babuyan area by Sunday or Monday next week. This scenario may still change, so keep monitoring for updates. The next storm names on the 2022 list are Maymay and Neneng. Very strong northeasterlies are bringing gusty winds over extreme northern Luzon. Gale warnings in effect over Batanes, Babuyan, Cagayan, and Ilocos Norte and small sea craft are not allowed to sail in these areas. The shear line is also formed and will bring moderate to heavy rains from today until Wednesday, Cagayan Valley, Cordillera, and Ilocos Norte. Flooding and landslides are very likely in these areas. Meanwhile, sunny and warm conditions will prevail over the rest of the country, including Metro Manila, but intense afternoon thunderstorms are expected in parts of northern Mindanao, Caraga, and Davao region. That's the latest on the weather. Back to you, Carmina.
0: Thanks a lot, Ariel Rojas. World news now. Overnight, a Russian missile strikes leave at least 17 dead and dozens injured in Zaporizhia. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky calls the latest deadly attack to hit the city absolute evil. Zaporizhia lies close to the front line where Kyiv's forces have been carrying out large-scale counterattacks against Russian troops. In recent weeks, Russia has repeatedly struck the city, which is the capital of the region, of the same name annexed by Moscow last week. The latest attack on Zaporizhia comes after an explosion down a bridge linking the Crimean Peninsula with Russia. Russian President Vladimir Putin accuses Ukraine of terrorism. Ukraine has not claimed responsibility. Russian officials say three people were killed in that explosion. Rail services and partial road traffic have resumed and divers are inspecting the bridge. The attack on the Kerch Bridge, which has been a symbol of Russia's power in the region, damaged an important supply route for the Kremlin's war efforts. Russia seized Crimea from Ukraine in 2014, and the 19-kilometer bridge linking the region to its transport network was opened four years later. Pope Francis on Sunday urged the world to learn from history amid the threat of nuclear war over Ukraine. The pontiff looked back at the boiling tensions during the Cuban Missile Crisis in the 60s, but he noted the way of peace was chosen. He stressed the world should not forget the danger of a nuclear war. That call from the Pope follows a stern warning from U.S. President Joe Biden, who on Thursday said the world is facing nuclear Armageddon warning Russian President Putin may use his atomic arsenal to fight off the rapid advance of Ukraine's counteroffensive. We're going to take another break now. Still ahead, President Marcos signs a mandatory SIM registration bill into law. This is Dateline Philippines. Stay with us here on ANC. more news, after getting vetoed by former President Rodrigo Duterte, the revived SIM card registration bill has been signed into law by President Marcos. Our very own Pia Gutierrez now joins us with more details. Pia, over to you.
5: Yes, President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. has finally signed into law the SIM card registration law or Republic Act 11934. According to President Marcos Jr., the enactment of this measure is already long overdue, saying that this is an effective means to regulate the issuance of SIM cards to address crimes using cell phones, particularly the recent proliferation of spam text messages and text scams. And under the SIM card registration act, every public telecommunication entity or direct sellers shall be required to demand end users of SIM cards to present a valid identification document to validate their identities. These include not only new buyers of SIM cards but existing users as well. Telcos are then required to submit these information along with a verified list of their authorized dealers and agents nationwide with uh, updates every quarter to the National Telecommunications Commission. For those who fail or neglect to comply with the registration requirement, Carmina, within the given time period, they will have their SIM cards deactivated by telcos who are now authorized to do so under the law. There will also be punishment under the law for those who will use false or fictitious information or identities as well as uh, fraudulent documents or identifications to register a SIM card. President Marcos says the law also makes sure to protect the confidentiality of users as access to these information will only be allowed if the user authorizes it or if there is a written request from law enforcement agencies in relation to their ongoing investigation of a crime or of a uh, commitment of fraud. In an interview, DICT Secretary Ivan Jan Uy says, aside from addressing security issues, the law could also pave way in the future for greater financial inclusion for Filipinos as registered SIM cards can be used for digital banking or payments.
0: That's latest uh, here in Malacanang, Carmina. Thanks a lot, Pia Gutierrez there, joining us live from Malacanang. Thanks, Pia. Back here in the newsroom, Russia all praises for OPEC and its allies after they agreed to a huge oil production cut next month. Russia claims the move successfully counters a U.S. attempt to manipulate global energy markets. The White House pushed hard to prevent that production cut, with U.S. President Joe Biden meeting with Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman back in July in hopes of convincing OPEC to pump more oil to bring down gas prices. But last week, OPEC Plus did the opposite, agreeing to an output cut of 2 million barrels per day in November. Oil prices posted their biggest weekly gains since March following that move. OPEC's major oil production cut also pushing pump prices higher here at home. After dropping for five straight weeks, diesel prices will see another big-time hike of nearly 7 pesos per liter. Kerosene prices will go up by 3 pesos and 50 centavos, while a liter of gasoline will cost motorists a peso and 20 centavos more. A group of supermarket owners warns of even higher prices of goods if the Philippine Pesos' depreciation against the U.S. dollar will continue. The Philippine Amalgamated Supermarkets Association explains, most of the products used in local production of goods are imported, translating to higher costs for manufacturers. It adds government should help boost the productivity of the local manufacturing industry and beef up its campaign against smuggling. <laughs>
1: Sa smuggling, ibasugal for one thing. We're not saying they're not doing anything, but they need to do a better job.
0: One of the Philippines' largest labor groups urges President Marcos to address a brewing economic storm head-on. The Trade Union Congress of the Philippines says the Marcos administration should not be treating the country's situation as business as usual, asserting they should address economic woes with immediate solutions. Marcos marked his first 100 days in office, with the Philippines facing high inflation, a rising unemployment rate, and a depreciating peso.
1: President has pitched, pero hindi pa rin natin na malalaman kung yung mga
4: pangako ng mga investors na ito ay mapapako. The President has done his pitch, pero the others in the Cabinet must also step up. And the President, uh, panawagan namin sa TUCP should begin to lead from the front, rather than just giving it to his economic managers.
0: Fisher group Pamalakaya sees increasing fish import as one of the reasons for rising unemployment in the local aquaculture industry. Pamalakaya president Fernando Hicup says small fishermen simply cannot compete with importers, especially as they face rising costs of production, including high fuel prices.
4: Pag-taas yung cost of production na natin, lalong-lalong na yung pag-taas ng gasolina, no? nandiyong-lalong na mamahit. At pag mayroong mga no? nagbarso, pag nasira yung kanilang pagdamitan sa panginita tulad ng
1: bangka, ay kailangan nila maghanap sa ibang trabaho para makapagpuntos ulit ng panibagong pagdamitan sa production, ng mga mapanirang mga purito tulad ng reklamasyon, no? yung laksan-miling, sa kaya mga opsyon mining, ini, pangyero eh, ng pag-operation niya sa mga pangisdaan, yung mga mangisda sa lugar na yun, ay talaga totaly eh, walang trabaho yun.
0: Switching gears now, a crime thriller, a sci-fi, and a coming-of-age film. Our resident movie critic, Manny, the movie guy, tells us what he thinks of three new flicks. <laughs> Christian
6: Bale's doctor, Margot Robbie's nurse, and John David Washington's lawyer are the prime suspects in this 1930s set murder mystery from writer-director David O. Russell of American Hustle and Silver Linings playbook fame. The stars gave them all, even though the film can't decide if it's a screwball comedy or a crime thriller. The confused tone of the script led to misguided direction that squandered the talent of the great cast, who nearly saved the film. If you love great chemistry with good production and custom design, then Amsterdam is for you. But in the end, Amsterdam, for all its posturings, is just a tad bit hollow. And for that, Amsterdam gets 2.5 out of 4, only in theaters, kisses. Also out in theaters, Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile is just like a big, clumsy animal. Based on Lyle the Crocodile series of books by Bernard Weber, pop star mm-hmm. Shawn Mendes is the voice of Lyle, a, a saltwater experience. crocodile who cannot talk but can sing.
0: Music is his language.
6: The cast is charming, with Javier Bardem as a hack magician who discovers Lyle in an exotic pet shop. On sky, Some actors sing off key, and that's all right. They may lack. Talent in the singing department, but they provide the heart of the film. We
2: have a crocodile living in a
6: attic. From directors Will Speck and Josh Gordon, the guys who gave us Blades of Glory, Lyle, Lyle Crocodile is all harmless fun for the entire family. I would have loved more bite from the film, but it's colorful and whimsical enough that I'm giving it three out of four. After a while, crocodile kisses. And streaming on Amazon Prime video oh my is good. my pick of the week. Oh, exactly. Catherine called Birdie. We are young all hail Lena Dunham. The girl's creator went medieval on us in this heartfelt and joyful adaptation of Karen Cushman's novel. Some say she has a third age. Ella Ramsey is fantastic as Lady Catherine, a clever and adventurous teenager who loves birds, but she has one big problem. Her family is desperate to marry her off. How you as creatures? Funny, sweet, and very smart. Catherine called Birdie will lift your spirits. This is a rare coming-of-age movie that will make you laugh and cry while empowering the young generation. Birdie spoke to me, so a big, big, big congrats. Thank <laughs> big, you. Big, big... And for that, Catherine called Birdie gets 3.5 out of 4. Stream it now on Amazon Prime Video. Kisses, I'm Manny the Movie Guy for ABS-CBN News. I'm in the world.
0: In sports, De La Salle University scores a big win in the UAAP men's basketball tournament. It was more special as it was against its arch rival, Ateneo de Manila University. The five-point win marked the first time the Green Archers had beaten the Blue Eagles since 2017. For more on this story, head on over to news.abs-cbn.com. And that'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Kermin Yekwon Santino. If you want to revisit today's episode, you can play back this newscast on ANC's YouTube channel and on ANC 24-7 on Facebook. Keep safe. Keep it here on ANC.